Welcome to the CSL Olympia podcast. In this episode, you will hear an opening prayer, followed by a talk. You can learn more about us at our website, cslolympia.org. Blessings. There is that only that one, that wonderful one that is source of all there is. All that I am, all that each of us is, that source of everything. There's no spot God is not. We call it God or source, universe, you name it. The name isn't important. The reality is that it is all one thing, one infinitely complex and simple thing. This source is wisdom, grace, ease, peace, wonder. That is what it is. And because that is what it is, that is what I am. I open my heart, my source expands from that place, that mystical place within me to the wonder of a new day, to the wonder of a new year, metaphorical as it really is. It's just opening our eyes in the morning and saying, oh, time to get up. But we can. I can and I do. The wonder and joy overflows in me as I look around my life and see all the good that I know came because I called it. And I know that happens for each of us as we open to that wonder and recognize it's not there as a coincidence. It is there because we called it. Each of us, to the degree we are able, call good into our lives. And each of us, to the degree we are able, choose to learn how to do it even more, to grow and expand, to fill up and fill and spill over into each day, filling up with love and grace, filling up with wisdom and kindness, compassion. There is no spot that God is not. So really, it's already there. It's only I am opening to the awareness of it in me, around me, as me. I am grateful for this awareness. I am grateful for this filling up. It feels very, very good. Thank you, Spirit. Thank you, Universe. Thank you, Source. Thank you all for reflecting back to me 
that love, that wisdom, that compassion, that is all there is. So I'm going to let these words flow out into the world, into that magical thing we call the law. where they come and land, and we experience the results. That's how it works, and I am so grateful, and so it is. So this whole month and this whole year, we're looking at a theme called a grand rising. That's our, that's our theme. And grand rising is a term that some people use in place of good morning. It's grand rising. And, and I kind of like that because it's a little more energetic than just, hey, good morning. You know, I, I'm reminded of the, uh, any of you who are fans of The Hobbit, you know, there's a little interchange that happens between Gandalf and Bilbo of, of what do you mean by good morning? You know, and I won't go into that, but it's a, it's a funny thing. But grand rising, may you have a grand rising. And our talk today, is, as I said, is, is a new dawn. Uh, an author named Mark Nepo said, of all the things that exist, we breathe and wake and turn it into song. We get to create. We have that consciousness. So last year, we, we practiced the theme of living out loud, and this year, we're invited to expand that living into a collective grand rising, recognizing that as each of us rises more so, since we're all interconnected, one, our own expression expands, and our own expansion expands the whole. When I think of a grand rising, I think of hearts rising to give and receive greater love and compassion. I think of minds rising to perceive a greater view of our own lives and the lives of others, and to rise from limited ego perception into spiritual vision, and rising to see our individual and collective place in an unfathomably huge universe, which is still intimately personal to and as each of us. Our bodies are made of the same stuff as the stars. Physically, we are the same as everything in the universe. And I like to think that spiritually, we are the same. We are connected to everything in the universe. Mark Nepo goes on to say, there is a Buddhist concept that asks us to be mindful of how rare it is to find ourselves in human form on earth. It is a really beautiful view of life that offers the chance to feel enormous appreciation for the fact that we are here as individual spirits filled with consciousness, drinking water, and chopping wood. So we live in amazement that we can live in amazement. We live in amazement of the nearly 14 billion years of cosmic process that has resulted in us being here at this time. And we didn't make it happen. Take a breath. There's not a single one of us who isn't tied to the Big Bang and whatever was before that. 
We are all that. The idea that we're isolated individuals, struggling, succeeding, or failing on our own, by ourselves, just me and my world, is an archaic fallacy to be released. Let it go. The Lone Ranger, the the perception of the John Wayne character of I'm the rugged individualist, is BS. And I'm talking belief system, of course. (laughs) So as we welcome this new calendar year in our particular group's way of tracking time, let us use this marking of transition from increasing darkness to increasing light to ask, what do I want to create in this new year? And what do I no longer want to carry forward from the past? In actuality, this is a question we could ask at the beginning of each new day, not waiting for any particular time of calendar or a particular orbiting of the sun or an alignment from our perspective of the stars. We can end each new day releasing what has happened for that day, being grateful, and then we can begin each new day intentionally. This would be a wonderful practice to intend, to release, to be grateful on a daily basis. We have an invitation to rise past the way things have always been, to rise beyond external circumstances which may appear, which may feel solid and fixed, but we recognize as fluid and ever-changing. Emerson says that we view things as solid and fixed, and God sees it as liquid law. There's a process, there's a flow constantly going on. Nothing ever stays the same. And we can use the power of trained, directed thought, which is so much more powerful than untrained and undirected thought, to create a better life for ourselves, a better world for each of us and for all of us, to create lives we love instead of lives we tolerate, lives we just kind of get through. And we can rise like the legendary phoenix out of the ashes to create a year and beyond of peace, of love, of joy, of power, of beauty, of wisdom, of joy. Which is, by the way, the nature of the infinite and which is what wants to express by itself. It's what's expressing if we get our own bloated nothingness out of the way. You know, it's like there's this radio broadcast that's being broadcast, and then we either don't have our receiver tuned in or we create a bunch of static, which is why we experience static. But what the broadcast is, is this beauty, is this love, is this wholeness, is this harmony. So let our first intention for the year be to live intentionally. And what that might look like is taking the time like a dozen of us did over the weekend, to look at what we no longer want to carry, what we don't want to carry into the new year, what I've had enough of and I'm setting this down. Yes? Anybody besides me have some of that? Yeah? Okay. Let it go. Mindfully release it and then listen within to our heart and our soul asking what wants to be expressed through me this year. What wants to be expressed to me? What is it that I want to give birth to? Or what is it that is even seeking to be birthed through me this year? What would a life I love look like, feel like, be like? I invite you to love 
yourself enough to take this time to contemplate what you want to consciously create in your life this year. See, we're all going to live the next 360, well, it's not the next, but the 366 days of 2024. Yes, we're all going to live these days. So we can either have fun, we can either be mindful, we can either consciously create, or we can just float along with whatever's coming. What I invite you to do is put yourself on December 31st of 2024 and look back and say, wow, that was a fabulous year. And what would that involve? What would that entail? What would that feel like? What would that seem like? What would it be if I could say at the end of 2024, I rose to a new height this year? It was a new dawn. It was a new day. It was a new life. And I'm feeling good. In order to move forward, we have to let go of the old stories, the old hopes that, if we're honest, are gone. I remember years ago hearing a friend of mine, a minister friend of mine, giving a talk that said, stop cheering for a team that's no longer on the field. <laughs> Our organization was, was, had just come back together after having been, had a 20-year, 30-year-long split, and there were still some people attached to keeping it apart and, and wanting that old organization and the two old organizations. And he was like, stop cheering. You know, we've, we've come back together. This is done. We're moving forward. Stop cheering for your team that's no longer on the field. A bunch of people are doing that in football right now, right? <laughs> Shut up. We have to stop trying to bounce back to how things were and instead bounce forward to what do I want to create in the future, going forward. What is that forward? We ask ourselves, what is that forward for me? Often the things that we're clinging to that didn't work out can give us clues to the underlying core of what we really want. That's why we're still kind of attached to them. Is there something there? There's a juiciness there. When my second wife and I divorced, I had to give up the dream of the loving, long, lifelong relationship that I thought was going to happen and the ministerial partnership that I thought was going to happen, and it dissolved. And yet as I looked more deeply, what I really wanted was a life and a ministry filled with love, filled with joy, and filled with deep fulfillment. And guess what? I have that. And it's not dependent on another person. And then in the ugly, messy process of that breakup, I learned that I'm stronger and more whole than I had previously believed I was. And so sometimes when we look at these things that we are clinging to, these things that didn't work out in the past, they can give us the clues if we'll look below. What is it that I really want here? What is it that I really want to have as this forward motion, this forward movement? Often we don't set intentions or move forward for three reasons. And the first one is actually an illusion. And it stems out of the other two. And so the first one is we tell ourselves either we don't know what we want. I don't know what I want. How many of you walk into a restaurant, look at the waiter and say, I don't know what I want, just bring me something. <laughs> and some people live their life that way. Or we say, oh, I don't want anything more. My life is good just as it is. Check yourself. If you have a pulse, you're still alive, right? And therefore, you're still expanding. You're still growing. Because both of those 
are BS. And I'm not talking belief systems this time, or just belief systems. <laughs> the real reasons are, one, we don't know how we could have what we really want. And since we don't have the how already figured out, we assume we can't have it. And then like the Aesop's fable of the, of the fox who can't get to the grapes that he really wants, finally walks away and says, oh, I didn't really want those grapes anyway. And they're probably sour anyway. You all remember this Aesop's fable, yes? No, that is there. Look it up. It's called the fox and the sour grapes. It's where the phrase sour grapes comes from. Is a fox who can't figure out how to get to the grapes that he sees and really wants and looks so wonderful, but he can't figure out how to get to them, and finally walks away and says, eh, they're probably sour anyway, though I don't really want them. And that's how we oftentimes approach life. It's what I don't know how to get there. I can't figure it out, so I'm just going to walk away and not even try. The second reason is that we cling to past hurts and we assume that the past will repeat into the future. When in truth, we're not the same as we were then. The world around us is not the same as it was then. And life isn't bound to repeat. We have a saying in religious science that says, principle is not bound by precedent. The infinite beingness is not bound to keep on doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. It's always fresh, it's always new in this moment. And we are not bound to repeat over and over again unless we cling to the same old stinking thinking that got us to create the same results before. Breathe. And if you're sitting in this center or watching online and you're applying anything you hear, your thinking is changing, which will cause your results to change. That's what we teach. So take the time to ask yourself, what is it that I'm afraid to want, but really do want in my life? What is it that I may not know how to make happen, but I really want it anyways? And set an intention to make that welcome this year. Even if you failed in the past. You know, think about how many times we as, as toddlers while we were learning to walk, fell. We failed. How many times did you all fail at walking, right? Some of us still do, right? <laughs> and realize that you can fall and rise, and you've been doing it all your life. It's called resilience, which is what I spoke about last week, and you'll hear it again throughout this year. And make this thing that you want welcome, even if today you have no idea how it could happen. And that's your spiritual practice for this week. For those of you who are new, I always give homework. Your spiritual practice this week is to ask yourself, what do I really want this year? What is my heart? What is my soul? What is my beingness want this year? And make it welcome on a daily basis. Are you willing to play with that? Yes. Great. I'm going to close with a reading. It's actually the rest of the reading from the this book from Mark Nepo, which is a daily guide. Look about at the ant and the antelope, at the worm and the butterfly, at the dog and the castrated bull, at the hawk and the wild, lonely tiger, at the hundred-year-old oak and the thousand-year-old patch of ocean. 
It asks us to understand that no, law, no other life form has the consciousness of being that we are privileged to. Recognize that of all the endless species of plants and animals and minerals that make up the earth, a very small portion of life has the wakefulness of spirit that we call being human. Each of you is a gem. Each of you is a jewel. Each of you is an amazing rarity. He goes on to say that I can rise from some depth of awareness to express this to you, and that you can receive me in this instant is part of our precious human birth. You could have been an ant. I could have been an anteater. You could have been rain. I could have been a lick of salt. But we are blessed in this time, in this place, to be human beings, alive in rare ways that we often take for granted. All of this is to say, this precious human birth is unrepeatable. So what will you do today, knowing that you are one of the rarest forms of life to ever walk the earth? How will you carry yourself? What will you do with your hands? What will you ask and of whom? Tomorrow you could die and become an ant, and someone will be setting traps for you. But today, you are precious and rare and awake. It ushers us into grateful living. This makes, us, makes hesitation useless. Grateful and awake, ask what you need to know now. Say what you feel now. Love what you love now. I want to anchor this in with an affirmation. Join me in this. I accept this day and this year as an opportunity to create a grand rising. One more time. I accept this day and this year as an opportunity to create a grand rising. So I do and so it is.